0: Knows how to play poker. Poker poker. But do you know how to play poker? Well, well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play. Where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. Okay. This is Poker Action Line, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez.
1: And welcome again, everybody. Another show here in South Florida. As we bring you poker action line to talk about the game of poker. And everything happening, what has happened, what will happen. And, uh, of course, we uh, have that uh, little lull period in between the uh, main event of the World Series of Poker and November 9. But uh, everything
2: happening. Wait, wait, you got my attention when you said what will happen? Wait a minute, what will happen? If I knew what will happen, (laughs) I'm going to become a very wealthy man. It it reminds me, as a a lifelong gambler,
1: I'll never forget uh, one of the great episodes of... I Dream of Jeannie. Now, of course, that's really dating myself, but uh, with the help of Jeannie, uh, Roger Healy, who was uh, Tony's best friend, uh, was getting the newspaper from the day before, Uh or from the following day, he was getting it the day before with Jeannie's help. So uh, he would go back and look at the, the the races, the horse racing, and go over to the track and, and bet he already knew what was coming in. So.
2: That's it.
1: <laughs> and uh, I always think about that. But, of course, if we knew that, well, we'd, listen, be, uh, we'd be millionaires. You brought, you brought
2: back, back memories, but mine's were a little more uh, recent. <laughs> no, no, no. My, about that show, <laughs> all I remember was I was a young ma- man going, God, that's a beautiful woman, yeah, Barbara. hot. she was hot. Oh, yeah. And, of
1: course, it was uh, groundbreaking that you could see her uh, belly button. You know, it was, uh, it was kind of an outrageous thing at the time. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we've been we're, around. We're, we're,
2: aging, we're, 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 we're uh, aging ourselves We've here, been buddy. We've been
1: on this planet for a while, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll talk about some of the upcoming tournaments. Of course, uh, the Seminole Hard Rock uh, kind of had the focus of the poker world there for about a week. And that is now over. So the world moves on. Uh, A lot of the big-name players have traveled overseas to Europe to play in the European Poker Tour event in Barcelona. Some big action over there in Europe. And uh, several things coming up with the World Poker Tour. We'll give you some of those dates. Uh, They are headed to uh, Los Angeles for the uh, Legends of Poker tournament later this month. And then in September will be uh, the Borgata's Fall Tournament and uh, a lot of great stuff. And, of course, the... uh, the WSOP Circuit is underway for a new season. Uh, their first event completed up at the Cherokee in uh, North Carolina, Harris Cherokee. And uh, the winner of the main event there was Steven Snyder, who won 241000 and a gold circuit ring for uh, capturing that one. And of course, he gets the free uh, entry into the WSOP Global Casino Championship. We'll be back here in South Florida next April. Uh, they are moving on now there and are getting underway at the Foxwoods in Connecticut uh, for a big event uh, on the circuit. And uh, the main event starts this weekend. And then just to give you an idea of what follows, uh, they'll travel back to Vegas for Planet Hollywood. Biloxi in uh, the IP Biloxi,
2: the Imperial Palace, I think it is. IP, yes, right? it is. is that it right? is. Yes, the IP is the Imperial Palace.
1: Imperial Palace in Biloxi uh, will host an event. And then uh, the horseshoe, uh, two horseshoes. First one in southern Indiana, which is near Louisville, and the second one in Hammond, Indiana, which is near Chicago. So those are the two big events that come there. And then I'll be back headed back to South Florida, uh, following a trip it's to also uh, Lake Harrah's Tahoe. all Harris property, right? Yeah. Well, Harris owns, uh, you know, Caesars. Harris is all uh, yeah, basically a lot of events. And in fact, Palm Beach County Club is one of the few non-Harris property that hosts a. Uh, WSOP circuit. But they'll be back here in November. November 10th through the 21st is the 12 rings in 12 days at the uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club. Uh, their fall event and of course back in February they'll be back again. So we'll keep an eye on all of that for you and let you know what's going on. Of course, uh, uh, when you look at final tables from the uh, circuit, they're not going to be as many people that you've heard of. Uh, a lot of South Florida players uh, are, are big at the events at Palm Beach of course and, and we know a lot of them. But uh, you know, if I were to go down this uh, final table at the Cherokee event, uh, I, I didn't recognize one name, to be honest with you. And I've been doing the show for six years, so <laughs> I, I know a lot of people. And, and and not that there's not big name players there. Uh, Alan Kessler, the Chainsaw, uh, is big on the circuit, and a lot of other players do make the rounds there. And players that we've had on the show, Kurt Jewell and and uh, Nick Grippo, and and uh, different people like that. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, it's uh, there's a niche. For everything, you're working now with the uh, PPC Aruba guys that have uh, a little bit smaller niche uh, for more yeah. up-and-coming young players. Yeah, uh, and it,
2: it, it, it's it's priced for the, I don't want to say amateur players, because they've got some great names there, like Mark Kroon and uh, Joe Searock. Mark Kroon helps and, them out, and, right. You know, and... Um, uh, uh, Barda, uh, Ronnie Barda. Oh, Ronnie Barda, excuse me. Ronnie, I blanked out on your first name there, but you know, some great pros that, that that are their featured pros. And
1: basically because of those guys' personality. They're such great guys. Oh, that Mark Brune you, you has a hell, hell of a personality. Yeah, and really I've only crazy. met him
2: once, and, and I'm going to have the pleasure of working with him. Uh, Two consecutive weeks, as a matter of fact, at the end of September and just into the beginning of October, where Mark Kroon is going to be the featured pro in Iowa and then in uh, Kansas City at two tours there, also higher properties uh, that these people have and. You know, the PPC is a nice little niche tour because they, they run a lot of smaller tournaments leading up to their main event, and their main event is very affordable. It, it, it has ranged from a low of one twenty, which the AL has done when they've given out a $100,000 guarantee have like eight opening flights, to about three hundred dollars and change, which is affordable for every poker player. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And then they'll have a main event at like 1100 or something like no, that. No, no, the main oh. event
2: is usually, I mean, a high main event is 300000 three hundred and change. Okay. And then obviously their 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 the PPC uh, 16 Aruba World Championship this year is going to be 2400 with a half a million dollar guarantee and they they they'll they'll gonna you know they're gonna go way past that.
1: And they're this week they're down in Miami at Magic City for the first time. Yeah, uh, first time first time ever in
2: them. Miami. Period. They've had many tournaments here in South in, in South Florida, in, in okay. South Florida but. Uh, Miami itself, no. They, this is the first time in South in, in Miami.
1: And they got a main event starting this weekend. Tomorrow, I think. I uh, believe uh, A?
2: Yeah, tomorrow, day one A is uh, 12 o'clock. Uh, day one B will be at six o'clock over there at Magic City. Um, then they're off on. You know, there will be no tournaments for the PPC on Friday. Then Saturday they come back for day one C and at, at 12, day one D, at six. And the survivors from all four days, uh, day ones, will come back Sunday and play for the final.
1: Now we mentioned uh, camera coverage and that sort of thing uh, for having the, uh, the the main event, and and that they were kind of limited in that regard. Uh, you know they don't they don't pack the place with hundreds of players, but uh, is there enough room for them to have it in the main poker room? Did you find that out today?
2: Uh, when I went in there, I don't know how many tables they have designated for it. There, you know, we know that Magic City has. 30 tables? 30, yeah, 30 to 31, 32 tables, Um, you know, so this is a first for both sides, so, you know, uh, I'll have a little more, uh, I'll have a little more idea, obviously, tomorrow as to how many tables they've designated, now, Daytona designated six tables to start with for all, for their four four day one Mm -hmm. flights, and, uh, you know, it, it was well, you know, It was well-planned, and it handled very well. So I'm sure, you know, putting up four to six tables for them for each of those flights will be fine. They're offering a $30,000 guarantee at Magic City for the main event for the PPC. And with that, you will definitely be giving away a couple of packages to the Aruba World Championship.
1: Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, having uh, limited room and and maybe having to work in – uh, alternates. Uh, they had the same thing in Barcelona at the big tournament over there. Uh, the first day they did 468 players, and they were hoping to see if they could uh, get to a thousand, uh, you know, and and uh, you know have a bigger second day. They expected a bigger second day. Uh, as it turned out, they went over a thousand on day 1B, one B. Actually, 1,291 entrants on day one B after 468 the first day. So the total. Uh, with a few entries still to go today
2: on day two before the start, that you could still have a late entry. So well, day they're, they're three, three is They're up close their to 1,800 players. Day three is day, I day, mean, two. Uh, day two, right, before day two starts. So, yeah. Well,
1: it may have to go to a third day with that many players. But uh, the point is, uh, you know, they ended up with close to 1,800 players. A and they record. were to get a setting thousand. all kinds of records. You know, the last, last year's record was 1,694. So they, they banged that out. And uh, I saw a tweet today from Rob Mizrahi, and uh, he said, "I'm alternate number three hundred and fifteen. <laughs> uh, when do you want me to come back?" <laughs> and then I saw a later note, and, and they got al- they got all the entries in. They got all the all the all
2: alternates, the alternates in. in. Yeah. Wow, that must the so action must be crazy so over there. Is, then yeah, if, it if it they get crazy. three, if Rob got in and there was alternates after him.
1: I know that Jason and Natasha are over there. Chance Corneth is over there. Daryl Fish, a lot of the people I follow on Twitter. Uh, a lot of big-name South Florida players headed over there and are playing in that event over there. Uh, the leaders, Day 1A, uh, Andre uh, Sharnoff was uh, the Day 1 chip leader. Uh, 278,000 chips. Marco Caza in second. And uh, let's see. Mikhail Molchanov was third. I really don't. Again, I really don't recognize a lot no, of these foreign so players. there's
2: so many players yeah. in
1: the poker world
2: that it, it's impossible to keep track of all of them. And in all of these tournaments, there's always some either new new upstart that's you know you know starting to make his his or her run uh, to the title.
1: Uh, Sean Deeb, by the way, was was in the top ten from day one. A so he was really the only name that really popped out of me. Uh, funny story on Twitter too with Sean Deeb is the story came out that when Michael Phelps at the uh, at the Brazil Rio Olympics. Uh, was waiting to, you know, they had the shots of him in that back room when he was scowling and the guy was dancing in front of him, the the Brazilian guy, and and uh, he was actually on his phone. Well, it was found out later that he was playing open face Chinese poker,
0: uh, the pineapple <laughs>
1: version of that, on his phone. And uh, a lot of that came out in the poker world and everybody was identifying that. And uh, so uh, Sean Deeb tweeted uh, a challenge to him that he would play him heads-up
2: uh, Playing up in Pineapple. <laughs> and, and let me tell you something. They are getting a lot of. Um, um, I'm hearing some, from some friends here in South Florida that they're getting up a couple of Crazy Pineapple games, which is a game that I always loved when I first learned about it, and Pineapple. Okay. Okay. Now, I don't know if you know how those games work. Pineapple and Crazy Pineapple is you get three cards, it's hold them, but you get dealt three cards. Okay. So in Pineapple. After you've seen your three cards, you have to discard one of them. Oh. Crazy Pineapple, you don't discard until after the flop. Oh, wow. So And it creates tremendous action. They were actually running these games also. Oh, it really is a fun game. It's an action game, which that's why I'm surprised it has not. it it didn't get to people earlier but i guess after so many years of playing hold'em, now people are understanding the concept of this game and in daytona they were getting up a couple of those games pineapple i know they were constantly asking for people to sign up for the pineapple pineapple table so i kind of really like this dave i'm I'm glad that some of these games that i learned a few many many years ago now are you know getting a little bit more uh you know action to them and uh Hopefully, you know we'll see some of these games <laughs> in the in, in the WSOP. Yeah, uh, you know, c- come come to the c- s- certainly they'll try just about anything. I would uh, say why not if they played that. But what is it, Badoogie and
1: uh <laughs> Well they've had the uh they had the mixed games with the uh dealer's choice where they had the choice of nineteen different games.
2: Yeah, I, I would so love for Crazy Pineapple out. or Pineapple to be in there. I can't imagine how the pros would play that crazy pineapple after seeing a flop. Yeah. With exactly. three cards.
1: Uh other news to talk about, uh, California apparently Uh, Their online attempts appear to be dead for this year and uh, they'll have to try again next year in 2017. Uh, Really the reason for that, it it was starting to gain some momentum and there was a lot of talk about it, but uh, the legislator went back in and they just could not drop this this ban on PokerStars being involved, the bad actor clause that they call it, uh, trying to uh, keep them from dominating all the action. Of course, PokerStars is uh, affiliated with a lot of the uh, Indian tribes and uh, some of the big poker rooms like the bike and, and, now, uh, and commerce and Hawaiian gardens. Uh, and, you know, they, they are uh, definitely trying to uh, to get back in over there. Now there was other tribes, including the, uh, I guess it was the Pechanga tribe of uh, Luisina Indians and the Agua Caliente Band. Uh, we're very much opposed to PokerStars getting involved. So, what
2: what it, now they're what are they saying because what they did in the past because they operated
1: after the uh, UIGEA and uh you know, they just uh don't want them involved. And basically, it's not really because that they've done anything truly illegal, uh but it's more because, you know, they now, dominate the action and they they don't want them uh,
2: you know. Well, taking forty percent of the market. The right people off the that top. were involved with PokerStars when all of this occurred are no longer involved with the company. They've sold that. They've sold True. the company. Uh, you know, you, you you make a list of of rights and wrongs here, okay? And obviously, the wrong was you know, thinking that they were untouchable, and obviously, you know, keeping the the American players playing after uh, two thousand and six, and which, you know, most poker players feel was a joke that that law passed because it was coattailed an anti-terrorist bill, which to me is still such a disgrace. But, you know, once the fan, you know, the the, the stuff hit the fan, okay, on Black Friday, you know, they righted most of their players, you know, with, with the assets that were frozen. Then they took over Full Tilt. And started making whole some of those players from there. Right. You know they've done. I think they've done everything that possibly. Yeah. they trying to get back in the good graces and doing things properly.
1: And here's how much money is to be made out there. They, they were apparently willing to pay a 20 million dollar fee to get licensed out there in California, which would have been just uh, you know a mere pittance compared to the money that they can make out there. You know, probably a couple hundred million. Uh, but uh some of these other uh places that uh didn't want them involved insisted on getting the legislators to put this clause in that would ban poker stars for 5 years so immediately the PPA the poker players alliance uh which has fought for online poker out there for years it decided that they didn't want to support this bill as as is you know they want, they have some affiliations with poker stars <coughs> in new jersey and uh, you know this uh, bad actor clause really
2: has uh, sunk it for 2016. And, and, and so all it is is that they want them to be out of it for five years, allowing their competition to develop. I mean, listen, they—I they, they, would imagine Party Poker, which is the one who did follow the rules back in 2006, and you know closed, got out of closed, it. closed shop here in the United States, and went out, you know, went on, and they—they they went on, you know, uh, they went on to the stock market to sell stocks and their things, you know. I would imagine they want to be the first big ones to come back in. But PokerStars, you know, granted not forgiving them for what they did, you know, has done just about everything in their power to right the wrongs that they committed and try to make the the players as whole as possible from what occurred. OK, uh, let's not, you know, let's not take for granted some of the stuff that the United States government did stepping in right. and closing this. You know, now what Full Tilt did was a complete disgrace, you know, having spent these people, the, the players money. And I don't understand that, Dave, because like you said, they're willing to pay 20 million dollars. I've had friends come up to me and say, no, no, because of all the cheating. I said the cheating online isn't done by by the company itself. Right. right. OK, because I can't imagine That you are making, that you know, party. I mean, um, not party poker. Poker stars. I mean, at one time would have three hundred thousand, you know, three hundred thousand people, four hundred thousand people playing these games. You know how much money that's generating? Yeah. Why would Incredible. they want to be involved in any kind of cheating when you're you are making money left and right, just making sure that you run as straight a game as you can possibly run. And guess what? That doesn't mean somebody isn't gonna to try to cheat, but hey, you have your, your your internet security team, your 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 experts monitor these things. You know and 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 you make the players whole, even yeah. if it costs you a few dollars it 's just so much money to be made there without you having to have a company try to to rip off the players i, I mean if it 's my business i 'd look at somebody and laugh and say, "Well why would I want to steal it from you when i can when I can just provide a service for you and you 're going to pay me for it
1: well the, the The final problem was that you know this this five year ban which they they wanted no part of, and PPA didn't want any part of them having it either uh, to be held up for that long. But they examined, the PPA examined the uh, the proposed amendments to this bill and said that it was actually a lifetime ban. You know, it was the truth of it.
2: Yeah, they're disguising and it under a far exactly. ban.
1: And uh, not only that, but... Uh, if it went back with those clauses in place, it was very likely not to pass because of the uh, constitutional issues it would raise. There, so uh, basically, I think there's they a lot just can, more behind it, this
2: than just the, yeah, them. and it's just, back and, it, in. and it
1: keeps going on and on that they just can't get along because you know everybody wants their bigger piece of the pie. If they just settled for the piece piece of the pie, we'd probably be fine. But uh, obviously, poker stars if it comes in on a level playing field, it's going to take about 40%, 40, 40 45% of the market. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, they're going to do so well that, you know, the other people don't want to give them that footing. So uh, the problem is now we've got to go a whole other. Uh, the session ends on August 31st, so it's not impossible that something could be worked out in the last stages. But uh, it appears dead for this year. And now we've got to go a whole other uh, you know, fall and, and winter, basically, before, you know, the legislature gets back together and they try again and start from scratch, and then the same things are going to happen over and
2: over No, Ridiculous. And, and then you're going to have a new president in office. We don't know how exactly. the federal government is going to put their, you know, rear, you know, get back into this thing or not, and then, you know, how that's going to affect states. So... It To me, it's just a I, I, it's Listen, crazy. I hate talking about it because it frustrates the hell out yeah, of me. it certainly does.
1: And, you know, we know that Trump uh, has obviously been involved in casinos and sad poker rooms in his uh, casinos. So, uh, you know, from that standpoint, he's probably, uh, you know, not against it completely. But Mike Pence has fought online poker uh, severely in Indiana for over the years, which I mentioned on the show last week. Uh, the good thing that comes out of that, uh, the whole Trump presidency, if it ever were to happen, which I don't think it will, but uh, if for some reason uh, he were to get in office, uh, one, of his, one of the uh, people he hired as an advisor for financial matters is Andy Beal which is oh. uh, the subject of that book uh the the games they played against uh, Doyle Brunson and right. and uh it, the Suicide King is is part of the title I don't have the exact title in front of me but the
2: the was it that, though, the, the player book?
1: the banker and the suicide king or something okay, like that yeah. so uh but it was written several years ago by Michael Craig and and is a great book out there in the story of how they went back and forth for millions of dollars but Andy Beal was a was a, is an avid poker player and he's now uh, supposedly one of Trump's advisors in a certain way. So maybe that opens the door for, for some more uh, understanding about online poker and, and bringing it back.
2: Oh, We've we just got to find out if Sheldon uh, Adelson is a, is a big supporter of yeah. Donald Trump because <laughs> he's, he's still fighting... Tooth and nail against this. By the way,
1: I think i called him Adelson quite a while, and I found out uh, that it's actually Adelson. So, Adelson. So from now on, we'll call Sheldon
2: him, Adelson. We'll, we'll call, call him Adelson.
1: his proper name. Okay. We we'll call him Jackoff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, that's going to do it for the first segment here. And when we come back, I want to get to uh, the piece I did, uh, the interview, basically, and uh, uh, sitting in at the poker table with Brad Garrett at his tournament last weekend. Uh, it was a charity tournament at the Seminole Hard Rock, and it was a lot of fun. It was uh, kind of interesting, and I'll kind of set this up a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to interview him before it got really crazy. A lot of people wanted to get their picture taken with him and have autographs and that sort of thing. There was a party from five to seven. A lot of the players showed up, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. He's a great guy and very funny, and I wanted to do this interview with him. But um, you know, as I pulled him to the side, you know, they didn't want me to take another five or ten minutes or as is the case sometimes 20, (laughs) twice as long as uh, promised. So they they wanted him to get back in the party and associate with people and socialize and that sort of thing, which was fine. And he said to me, listen, why don't you wait until the tournament starts and you can come over and sit at the table with me and uh, interview me there while I'm playing. He said, and that will maybe create some funny situations uh, with my poker play, which he kind of runs down. He's actually a very good player, but... uh, uh, so I said, okay, we'll give it a try. And I have to admit it's not the uh, the ultimate in uh, professional broadcasting because, you know, maybe I'm hoping that people could pick up all the banter at the table and some of the things that are happening and kind of do a little play-by-play on it too. So it's uh, it's about 10 or 12 minutes, and, uh, you know, hopefully you can hear everything, and it's, and it's funny because it really was funny being there, and we'll see how it comes out. But uh, we'll get to that when we come back. Uh, our interview with Brad Garrett. But first, let's tell you about Gulfstream Park, which uh, uh, is supporting uh, everybody's uh, fun time in South Florida. It's a great place to go. And, uh, you know, we look at all the uh, the fun things that are happening there, including the stakes racing and the poker room and the slots and uh, just really so many great things. Shopping, dining, really everything there in South Florida located in the southern part of Broward County. Hallandale Beach is the city. And it's uh, located uh, east of I-95, in between 95 and Hallandale Beach, uh, the beaches. And it's right on Federal Highway, so it's easy to get to. They have the big statue of uh, Pegasus out in the parking lot, a 110-foot bronze and steel statue that uh, you can use as a landmark to get there. But once you get there, it is absolutely so much fun and a great place to go. So uh, have dinner there, have lunch there, have uh, bets on the horse races. You can go sit at the slots. You can play poker. You can do just about everything. We like it for the poker room, and they have nightly tournaments at 7 p.m. They spread uh, plenty of great tables, good dealers, and uh, the people who run the room are very friendly and nice. And a lot of fun people there at the room playing. So I highly recommend it as a place to go here in South Florida. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach, right on Federal Highway. So uh, very easy to get to from all parts of South Florida. And uh, if you want to get some information about the tournaments, what the buy-ins are, how many chips you get to start out with, Uh, what other games they might be spreading around the poker room and the stakes uh, at those tables, Uh, give them a call, 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
1: Hi, this is Big Dave. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game. It was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Antigua, and operated on the internet as a state lottery by the government of the island nation of Antigua and Barbuda. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the internet. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number it will grant them entry into one of many online Texas Hold'em poker tables with a yet-to-be-determined chip stack. And like any lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. If you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined towards a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Antigua, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipsantigua.com. We believe that when it goes live in July that there will be a heavy demand for this game as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result and their odds of winning are greatly improved if they are able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us for the play for real game when it becomes available this year. If you're a single man under the age of
2: 35, you'd probably like to know what the ladies are looking for on an online dating site. A guy who had a few drinks and later got pulled over for buzz driving. See, that could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. And doesn't a guy who's back living with his parents but calls them my roommates just scream Mr. Wright. Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National
1: Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad... Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here, Poker Action Line, and uh, had a lot of fun talking with Brad Garrett. Uh, It was a charity event tied in with Matt Stout's organization, the Charity Series of Poker, which he uh, had an event here last year, and of course he's had several around the country. Uh, Last year it promoted uh, Habitat for Humanity, and and the proceeds went there. This year they brought in uh, Brad Garrett to host the event and uh Brad's group that he started in 2007 was the Maximum Hope Foundation and uh during the interview Brad, Brad will explain that a little bit more but uh it's a group that actually uh helps out families with uh, children who are ill and uh serious uh illnesses that they uh, that basically can break a family so quickly, uh, the finances of uh, having operations and having children stay in the hospital, even if it's a children's hospital. Uh, there's a lot of great causes out there. Conine's Club over at the uh, Hollywood uh, Hospital uh, in the in the Hollywood area down there uh, certainly uh, does a great job to uh, promote people and, and help them out. But Brad started this group, uh, and he, of course, is huge out in Vegas. as a comedian, owns a comedy club. And doing a lot of great stuff. So I got a chance to talk to him for several minutes. As, we, as I mentioned, uh, we waited till he uh, sat down at the poker table. So I kind of tried to uh, explain what was going on at the table. Of course, Brad's constantly throwing out his stream of consciousness, consciousness kind of a comedian. And uh, hopefully this translates well to the fact that you can hear some of the jokes and, and that sort of thing. But let's hear what, uh, how it went. This was about a week ago at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood. I'm here at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood with the comedian-actor Brad Garrett. who is Who is hosting his uh, charity event tonight through the charity series of post-poker. Yes. Uh, and uh, you told me it would be a good time to come over while you were playing because I might get some good comedy.
0: Yes, yes. I think that was just a
1: shock. Everyone okay? Well, while
0: we're having a good... Uh, I'm at a very tough table here. I'm with uh, uh, some, some real players in there. They're calling me on it. Of course, this is my wife Kimberly to my right, and she's—I uh, told her to rub everyone at the table, and she's a little loose, so she's happy to do it. You—I you,
1: you, you, know you play in the World Series every year, the main very event. Well, well, very well. I you
0: was know, at a very early day two this year, and uh, I just couldn't get any cards. Well, and I'm not that good. You
1: so joke obviously. about how you're not a good player, but I know you take it very serious,
0: and you enjoy playing. Well, you know, I, I take golf seriously, and I've never broken a hundred, so that's true, by the way. So you know, all right, this is what I got. I got this. Okay, feel free to announce it. What's the bet? One fifty. Okay, I'm gonna make it uh, four fifty. Four fifty. I think he saw my hand. This guy. Here. I don't. Th- I don't think so. No. I don't want to tell this her. This is the first time you played it. with Michael Jackson over it, there. It is. <laughs> That's my girl Linda. Uh, kind of lives in a futuristic place. This is a hand I could never get away from, by the way. Yeah, yeah, me too. Are you being real? Yeah. Okay, so then I... I but see, he's helping me get away with it. Right over there. See, that guy is staring me down with the mirrored glasses and a catheter. So I'm not <laughs> sure what he's got going on. <laughs> If you stare at me like that, you got to take the shades off. No way? Will you take your pants off? Would you like to see where the monkey bit me? No. I give respect. Are you next?
1: You're 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 pulling a Chris Moneymaker. The action is on you. No, no, I know,
0: I know, but I'm. (laughs) It's a tough fold. It's a tough fold. I'm going to give you a step. It's like my first marriage. Nothing.
1: All right. Brad bet 450, folds uh, his ace rag to, uh, to a
0: big raise, so uh, probably the smart thing to do. I guess so. Well, this guy over here, you know, he's uh, he's about 85 and he's got no life, so, you know, he knows how to play.
1: Okay, two serious questions. Sure. First of all, how did you get hooked up with Matt Stout in the charity series of poker to bring an event here to the Hard Rock? Well, Matt Stout who is one of the most generous hearts I've ever
0: met in or, in or outside of poker. Um he, uh, I was helping him with an event he did in Planet Hollywood in Vegas. We got to know each other a little bit. He came to my charity tournament that the MGM in Vegas puts on every year. We got to know each other. We kind of, uh, we kind of like to kind of pay it forward and give back, and we just hit it off right away. And he said. I'm going to talk to Hard Rock in, uh, in, in Hollywood, Florida and see if they would maybe want to host your tournament. I couldn't believe it because people promise you things. And, you know, it's hard to make it happen nowadays for a nonprofit. And he pulled it off, and here we are, and uh, I'm incredibly grateful. So we're starting to help each other.
1: Your group is called the Maximum Hope Foundation. And nice. let's see your hand. Okay. I bring you some pretty good luck. Not really. Oh, not really.
0: Um, do you have a hand, sir? Can so you not hold your hands like that when you're not playing? Because it looks like you're covering I'm cards. Sorry. What is your name again? Logan. Logan, security Logan. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, and uh, I will just call this. That's 150. Is Logan your real name or did uh, Darth Vader give you that That's actually my dad gave me that name. That's a good name. A, uh, the last uh, name is Run What? What's the last name? Dean. 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 Logan Dean. Uh, sounds like a porn star. I uh, mean, that could be a porn star. Not me. I could be a pluck though. You got to raise it. So do I. have a problem with So do I.
1: For the second hand in a row, Brad is playing Ace Rag. He has Ace 7 offsuit here. He was raised, and he's deciding if he wants to make the call here. That's a problem when you're a comedian at the poker table. Everybody's out to get you. So Brad's going to throw out a few jokes, decide what he's going to do here.
0: Oh, we got the killer in the head. We got the button, too, huh? All right. With the mirrored glasses. Oh, that's him. You are So I'm heads up. I'm heads up with a big shot. We plays a lot of hands. Okay. Going with the floppers. Yeah. She's with me for 10
1: more minutes. She's the massage, you, and then she's coming to you. Let me tell you how
0: good I'm doing. I'm with him for 30 more minutes. Yeah, you're,
1: good. you're good. <laughs> yeah, he's doing
0: an interview for, for AR, ARP? AARP. I can't even say it. I'm so yeah. What's that? Really? Okay. I have a 7. Do you really? Don't raise me because I have a 7. Okay, I'm going to raise you because I have a 7. Do you really? Yeah, I do.
1: Fair enough. All right. Lord is seven, four deuce, two hearts.
0: If you're lying, no lying. you're going to call your buddy. No don't don't lie. hurt don't me. Lie. Look at the guns
1: on that man. A jack of spades on the turn. No help for anybody. Because
0: okay. of respect.
2: Because
0: of respect. I've got to bet it. Okay, how much? Uh, I'm going to go that much. Okay, i got to call. I have a seven. I do too. What do you have with it? A big, big, big kicker. Bigger than that?
1: Yeah. Oh maybe not. <laughs> oh boy. So Brad with a pair of sevens and the ace kicker is gonna take the hand. The other fella had seven nine offsuit, so Brad takes the hand and he's building up a pretty nice stack here. Can you keep that? Why not?
0: Wait, wait, we gotta be good at the dealers. We gotta be good to the dealers. Hold on now. What happened, white snake? How could you be out? The ba- oh, Come on, gotta get the band back together. Hey, you're welcome. Where you man? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Are you yes. ready for me? Um, I'm, I'll never be ready, to be honest with you. Give me like five minutes. Um, no. You know what? She could, could she rub during it? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. She can rub. Rub. rub me
2: too. It's not
0: going to be uh, Are you strong? <laughs> I can you. Are, are you really? If yeah. you look like that, uh, you hey. can take a punch. Are you good? Yeah. All right. Shoulders good? and neck. Don't knock out my bolts. Nope, huh? And I have a tail. Okay. Okay. You, the tail. okay. You're from okay. Room. you put them after yeah. how did, How'd she do, man? Okay, okay, because I think the sister's got, got 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 the move. I think the blonde girl a little bored. Okay, so uh, hard on the neck and on the shoulders, hard as you can. Okay, if I get an erection,
1: I buy your car? Okay, back to the interview. Yes. Maximum Hope Foundation. Right. Tell me a little bit about right. it. Obviously, I could read the sign just like everybody else, but let's tell our listeners uh, what it's all about because it's a great listeners. cause. Oh, absolutely. Okay,
0: all right. Uh, Maximum Hope Foundation I started uh, 10 years ago, so 10th year anniversary. And it is a foundation that helps families that are taking care of children with life limiting illnesses. And we help them with daily necessities things that they need help with immediately, like groceries, rent or car payments um you know things that help them uh, because you know let's be honest the most devastating thing you could be faced with is a child who's terminal or with a a life-limiting illness and um so we you know we help them with things that they need just to get through the day because even with insurance you know if you have a 20 percent deductible you can get wiped out taking care of a child uh, you know uh,
1: who's, who's terminally ill
0: so We created it, we have one paid employee, everybody else is volunteer. And uh, we're a little grassroots foundation, but it's, we're starting to come along. Okay.
1: Everybody knows about Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, obviously, uh, you know people know about your comedy career. You have a comedy club at the NGM Grand now. Yes. Uh, people know how you're associated with Vegas for for God's sakes. There's an eight foot tall or 80 foot tall sign of you on the side of the building. Yes. So uh, tell us a little bit about
0: that is the actual size, by the way. Is it? <laughs> size. That is that's, that's, that's my it's, it's my it's my license photo sir please i can lose on my own thank you
1: how is the club going
0: the club is doing really well we're uh, we just celebrated uh, four years there and uh we have uh, uh they renewed the lease for a few more years and we're having a ball it goes seven nights a week with comedians the comics change every uh week Uh, I'm there two weeks a month, and uh, you know the MGM I've been with for many many years. I've worked for them for 23 years, and uh, it's like it's like a family over there. So we have a lot of fun, and uh, you know stand up is my first love, and I'll always go back to it. And I'm
1: grateful for it. Plus the voiceover stuff you do in uh, the animated films now—that's a big part of your game.
0: That's been—I've been doing that about as long as I've been doing stand up. So uh, the VO, the VO family has been good to me, and. You uh, know, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm lucky. That's what we got to keep putting back. And I just want to thank Matt Stout again, and I want to thank Jennifer Tilly, who's here. Okay,
1: okay. Off-suit and smartly folds. Yeah.
0: Sometimes
1: I play it. Okay, one thing i got to bring up to you here. Well, so this is a so. very unbelievable coincidence, but okay. I'm moving out of my house in the next few months, and yeah, I'm going through... A you know, not actually, but I okay. uh, had about 400 VHS tapes, stuff of the stuff I taped and never watched. Oh, my God. So I was going through, and one of the first tapes I found Uh-oh. happened to be the 2003 Emmy Awards. Oh, my God. So that was... It was really the Brad Garrett show. Not only did uh, Everybody Love Raymond win the the Emmy for comedy series, uh, you won for... uh... you know best uh, supporting actor in a comedy series right. and you had the famous lip lock with gary shandler yes. now people know that was right on the heels of madonna and britney's kiss so it was one of the funniest and shocking things i think ever on television you gotta tell me whose idea was it and did you have to practice ahead of time uh... it was all gary that
0: was gary's idea um, I, I think he asked me to do it because he would look petite. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, Gary, Gary was brilliant, and uh, I'm, you know, such a fan of his. that when he asked, people were like, you can't, how do I say no to Gary Shanley? Because he's one of the most brilliant comics. In, and needless to say, his, his early death just shocked so many people. Cause he was just passed away this year. Yeah. And he was just so amazing to everybody and just really brilliant. And, you know, I don't amazing know if there's, best. I mean... You know, the Larry Sanders show, I think, is one of the greatest shows ever. So, uh, but that, that was all Gary. That was all Gary. What was the response to that afterwards? Because now, 13 years later, probably wouldn't even raise an eyebrow. Wouldn't raise an eyebrow. Uh, it's amazing. I got a lot of letters from men from prison after that <laughs> who reached out to me and, uh, you know, asked me to open for Johnny Cash. But it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it was, you know, back in those days, it was. It was a lot of fun. I think they got more, more publicity than anything.
1: Well, I know you take your poker cert seriously, uh, and obviously this is a serious cause. You're doing a wonderful yeah. job. Thank it's you for being part of it. Thank you for being interested. ESPN, come over here. You got it. You got it. All t- right, let's just close yeah, things out by telling yeah, sure. ask, telling people how they can contribute to Maximum Hope Foundation well, if, they're, if they're not a part of this poker tournament. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, all you have to We're do home is home visit
0: MaximumHopeFoundation.org. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. That's maximumhopefoundation.org, and uh, you know we get checks for five dollars, ten dollars. Everything helps because again, it's just necessities, daily necessities for uh, these families that are going through a worse nightmare than parents can go through. Okay. Thanks for everything thank you, you do, and thank you for everything so you funny. do. Thank you for everything you do. Okay. You everything you do. Okay. pleasure meeting you. Good luck tonight. Thank Thanks.
1: you very much. And the tournament was uh, truly successful. I hope everybody was able to get a, a lot out of that. There's so much stuff happening. So many people want a piece of his time. Uh, he gave me a, you know, a good uh, 15 minutes of time. And, and a great, great cause,
2: too. And it's a great cause yeah. for the charity there. So if our listeners want to uh, uh, send some money, just send it to where Brad yeah. Garrett told you to send Maximum it
1: Maximumhopefoundation.org is the uh, website. So check that out and find out what they do. And, And I'm sure that you'll be moved to help people out that, uh, you know, they're in a tough time. And, uh, you know, there's so many different things that uh, are constantly uh, on our minds that we want to help people when we can, uh, from the rains in uh, Louisiana this past week and and all the things that are going on. And, uh, you know, you can only do so much. But uh, certainly this would be at the top of my list simply because uh, he's associated with a game of poker.
2: Yeah, and and you know we've mentioned this many times for over many years that we've been on the air now, but you know this this is the poker community giving back. Yeah, you know and and people getting involved. Uh, and, you know we've championed a lot of charity causes on this show, and uh, this is just added to that list there.
1: Uh, Nick Sordel played in the event. Uh, he finished fifth actually and knocked Brad out of the tournament. Kind really? of really, you know, yeah, it was pretty funny. But uh, if you want to check out his story on Herald.com under the, uh, the gambling column, it's called SouthFloridaGambling.com, and he writes a pretty interesting oh, story. Uh, I just want to add that in the story, he mentioned that they raised 20000 for the Maximum Home That's Foundation.
2: That's But
1: as it turned out, it came out later that it was closer to 30000
2: even better news. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's right, wait, we have to make a correction. Usually <laughs> usually you frown a little bit. This was a this
1: was a smiley one, so yeah, it was a fun time and uh the Hard Rock uh does their part too. I mean, you know that for years the Hard Rock organization has done a lot of things for society. Uh, This group that has come in with the Seminole Tribe and taken over to Hard Rock uh, a couple of years ago has continued the tradition of uh, great charitable efforts. And, uh, you know, they put up a lot of food and uh, drinks uh, at the party ahead of time and uh, it was fun to associate with everybody Listen, there. Great w- time.
2: The Hard Rock has been at the top of the list of helping people with charities and with everything that they do. They even helped one of our good friends, Mark Perlman, in yeah. his charity event run exactly. in, back in January, or I believe it Which was. Which he's going to be
1: working on again. He's told me uh, he wanted to uh, have us involved with that again, so we Excellent. certainly will help out. Uh, that was the Ma- Meyer Panim group that yep. uh, had that there. Uh, So anyway, we'll take our second break on the show and come back. we maybe try to work a little strategy here with Joe and uh, get some comments on a Jonathan Little article that I brought in uh, that ran in the paper a few uh, months ago. And uh, Jonathan, of course, uh, doing a tremendous job teaching. I also picked up uh, an interesting book on low-stakes PLO instruction, Uh, so we're going to have that author on pretty soon. Uh, working with this uh, publishing company and probably get some authors from them to appear on the show. So looking forward to setting some of those things up here in the fall. Uh, We still haven't taken a look at all the uh, November 9 players and, and give you a little preview on some of that. We'll have somebody on to talk about that. Uh, so it should be fun. Uh, you know, uh, we'll going to the fall, there's always something happening in this game. And
2: well, le- listen, leading up to that, to the main event final, so I, I, you know, that would be w- very interesting to kind of analyze all the players that yeah, are left. Yeah, uh,
1: Jerry Wong, of course, a player that we've talked about, and uh, he's in uh, Johnny Bax. Cliff Josephy is the uh, chip leader.
2: And, and also known a as a big
1: backer of absolutely. some of
2: these top poker pros.
1: And a couple of guys that really... Uh, this is their first time on the big stage, which is always a great story as
2: well. Well, I'll be honest with you, Dave. I certainly hope it's as entertaining as last year as yeah. was, because I really enjoyed last year's even though, table. Even
1: though Joe dominated, Joe McKeon dominated. It was
2: still a very fun it table. Was fun. It was a very fun table, and uh, again, uh, i got to preference that by saying that I didn't watch it until day two, so I wasn't watching it day one when uh, the one player supposedly was just taking forever, so... Uh, hopefully they've uh, twerked this so that we don't get you know, those people taking five minutes to make a decision out there, which right. then makes for very boring poker TV.
1: By the way, uh, I mentioned earlier about Andy Beal, and I didn't have the name of the book, but I did look it up in, in the break. And uh, the the book was called The Professor, the Banker, and the Suicide King Inside the Richest Poker Game of All Time.
2: Wasn't that the game where the Texas uh, billionaire or something played against yeah, all he, of these? He's the, he's the billionaire. He's the billionaire. He's yeah. the guy that... that uh, I've uh, decided to play all the top pros. Yeah,
1: I played. Uh, it was uh, Gus Hansen and. Uh, I, I think th- Negrano I th- was
2: part of that I think group Negrano too. was in,
1: Todd Brunson, uh, uh, Doyle Brunson. Uh, Jen Harmon was part of that group, and and it was very interesting. Phil Ivey was also book. part think, of that group. Yes, Phil Ivey was in there. You're 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 right. Uh, Ted Forrest I think was also in there as well. Anyway, they called themselves the Corporation. They took on Beal, and as it turned out, uh, you know, they were playing for millions of dollars. Later, uh, he. He lost more than Beal, lost more than $16 million in a three-day match against Phil Ivey.
2: Yeah, so that's why I remember Phil Ivey in this, because Andy Beal got taken to school a little bit there with Phil Ivey there. Yeah, he, and
1: then he got taken to school by Rick Solomon, who uh, plays in a lot of big-name tournaments. He's famous for having uh, dated uh, Paris Hilton and been in the Paris Hilton video.
2: There you go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully he got he got credits at the final there.
1: So uh, check out that book. It's really a good book written by Michael Craig, who we've had on the show before, and uh, very interesting. The Professor, the Banker, and the Suicide King is the the name of it. Anyway, let's take a break here. Uh, We'll tell you about Gulfstream Park, which is located in Hallandale Beach. Uh, If you're not familiar with South Florida, it's really kind of centrally located in the whole South Florida area, just north of the Dave Broward Line. Uh, southern part of Broward County, but not far from Palm Beach either. So you can travel down and have a great time with uh, any of those places. Come up from the Keys if you happen to be uh, taking a vacation in the Keys. It's not far to come up to Gulfstream Park and very easy to get to, located off Federal Highway. Uh, the big uh, area out in front, the shopping and uh, dining area, which is known as the village of Gulfstream Park, is right out in front, and you just can't miss it, but it's, uh, it's a gorgeous area and uh the views there are spectacular so we invite you to check it out uh, certainly a lot of fun things to do there you can take the whole family because there's plenty of things to do for everybody uh they have a bowling alley there they had a uh uh company that has a wave pool you can actually go surfing right inside a building uh so many cool things there for entire the entire family the kids Uh, The wife can go shopping, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole anybody into uh, some kind of stereotype, but certainly, uh, you know, obviously poker is not for everybody in the family, and it's not for the kids, but there are things for the whole family to do, so uh, you kind of trade off, and uh, kids can enjoy horse racing, which is a lot of fun, and uh, a lot of kids there, and a beautiful and exciting uh, day. Uh, especially on the weekends at Gulfstream Park. But the poker is uh, what we like to concentrate on. It's a fun room. You ask for a fair game. You ask for nice people and well-run games, and you get it there at Gulfstream Park. They also have a great loyalty program, which you can get involved in if you want to go there on a regular basis. Uh, Tournaments nightly at 7 p.m. There's pretty much anything you would want. And uh, they carry uh, the magazine, I write in, Antioch Magazine, so you can pick up the latest copy there uh, right in the poker room as well.
2: And and read my partner's uh, great columns. Exactly. (laughs) I write about South Florida
1: for that magazine. But uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Check it out. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway. The phone number there for the poker room, if you're interested in getting more specifics on what's uh, happening there, they have 20 tables. It's located in the back side of the Finish Line uh, Casino, which is on the first floor. Uh, Check it out. Uh, Give them a call at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
1: Hi, this is Big Dave. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Antigua. And operated on the internet as a state lottery by the government of the island nation of Antigua and Barbuda. The Texas Hold'em poker like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the internet. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many online Texas Hold'em poker tables with a yet-to-be-determined chip stack. And like any lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week. As Players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. If you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit. Much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined towards a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Antigua. And you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipsantigua.com. We believe that when it goes live in July that there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say... And the outcome of their lottery result, their odds of winning are greatly improved if they are able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us for the play for real game when it becomes available this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all
0: about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday, Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the wally Every Tuesday night following NHRA national events.
2: Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back.
0: love being on the show because usually means that we did something absolutely amazing. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com. Welcome
1: back to the show. Final segment. Uh, Big Dave and Joe here. From South Florida, as we bring you another edition of Poker Action Line. Uh, our, th- our thanks to Brad Garrett for uh, spending a lot of time with me there. That was and, great. Uh, yeah, he that was, was just a nice guy. Great, and uh, of course, uh, everybody knows him as uh, Robert Barone from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond for and years. I, and I
2: had the pleasure of watching him do some uh, comedy at his own club at the a- MGM a- Grand about up three comedian. and a half years ago. A great
1: stand-up comedian. He's had the club there at the MGM Grand for about four years. And uh, I was amazed at some of the movies that I didn't realize that he was in, but also some of the voiceovers and some of the animated ones. He was in Ratatouille, uh, the Disney uh, film, and and several other things. The Pixar film, I guess, is uh, the offshoot of Disney that creates a lot of those children's films. And uh, he said that he's been doing that for many, many years. And, of course, he has that very unique uh, and recognizable voice.
2: Yeah, and, you know, for years after the show was over, Everybody Loves Raymond, him and Ray used to do a comedy routine together. They used to, you know, I guess uh, I remember down here, They, I believe it was at the Hard Rock that they were, you know, both headlining a show. I guess one would come on first and the other one. But, uh, you know, apparently he stayed very good friends with, with Ray Romano and um it was great listening him do this, and uh, and for those out there who are going to see his show, if you're not <laughs> not a hundred percent sure how he runs his show, it's it is a uh, it's dirty it's a dirty show, it's an X-rated show. Yeah, for sure.
1: And uh, they raised close to thirty thousand dollars for That's the Maximum Hope Foundation. Great job by everyone involved in that one. And uh, I just want to say before we, uh, we get into this one hand that I want to talk about that uh, what's coming up for uh, the WPT. The two events uh, that are major that are coming up at the end of this month uh, is the the uh, Legends of Poker at uh, the Bicycle Casino in Los Angeles, and that will be later here in August, uh, just in the next few days they are kicking off out there, and then uh, the Borgata is a big event out there with the WPT uh, before they uh, move around the country to a lot of great events. Uh, anyway, let's get to this uh, hand that uh, the story actually that ran, runs down here locally in the paper, and I pulled out a few of them over the years. and and uh, talk about the ones that are interesting. Jonathan Little has really come into his own. He's on the cover uh, two weeks ago of the uh, Card Player magazine and has become a very uh, recognized instructor and has shared some of his secrets uh, over the years. On and how his to writing games. is
2: just phenomenal. It you is. know the, the tips he gives you are just phenomenal. If you've never read them, you should.
1: But the interesting thing to me is... Uh, that he talked about, you know, how he constantly tries to prove his own game and he had a few leaks he said, and one of the major leaks that he had w- was making the mistake of of calling when he had a good hand, but the second best hand, and that's how you lose money. That's how I always remember. And I
2: think yeah, you know, that and it's and it's one of the toughest things to get away from.
1: So he gave an example of this one hand here. Uh, he was holding uh, it, the tournament was in Jacksonville at the Best Bet Casino, uh, WPT event, five thousand dollar buy-in. Uh, blinds were eight hundred, sixteen hundred with a two hundred ante, and he had a stack, a nice stack of two hundred twenty thousand. So he was holding ace queen of hearts, uh, and raised from uh, under the gun to uh, thirty eight hundred. Uh, He said he identifies the other players, uh, a a passive player that was playing fairly tight and had 80,000 in chips, called from middle position. And the young guy in the small blind, which was a uh, tight but aggressive player with 160,000 chips, also made the call. So the flop came down, queen of spades, nine of diamonds, six of spades. Okay. So two spades on the board, he pairs up his queen. Uh, the small blind checked, uh, and because he had the top pair, top kicker, he wanted to make a bet to get value, uh, you know, from hands that were worse than his. but And, also and not give
2: a free draw to the flush draw. Exactly. Free card from, to from, the flush
1: draw. From, uh, from a hand that was maybe, uh, you know, a couple of small spades or maybe king, jack, and a possible, yeah. uh, you know, straight draw. Uh, so he says... Uh, he said, I don't expect anyone to ever fold a premium draw. Betting a large amount to try to force somebody to fold it will almost never work. So he bet 7000 into the pot, which was about $15,000. Uh, he said that would allow worse hands to call while giving a, a marginal draw poor pot odds. So the player in middle position called. Uh, the kid in the small blind thought for about three minutes. Uh, and while the small blind was pondering his next move, he said, I realized he probably would only raise with a set uh, or with queen 9 or 9-6 nine for uh, two pair two on the set or with a premium draw. So he said against a set or two pair, I'd be crushed. Against premium draws, I'd win roughly 60%. So I realized that against that range, ace-queen is not in good shape.
2: Yeah, it is. It's it's very since there true. were no hearts on the flop. Yeah, especially. yeah, no hearts on the flop. So if your opponent's already hit two pairs, you're, you're drawing to three cards for the ace. Uh, you know, if your opponent has an ace king of spades, you know, you're a favorite, but not that big of a favorite.
1: And just as an aside, when you get uh, two nice cards like that that are suited, uh, you know, you're always thinking... Well, you know, I might be holding the nut flush here in a couple of cards, but if you don't get
2: anything on the flop, you need to drop that immediately. You, you got can't hang on well, to that Well, yeah, but you can't be dropping the ace queen all the time. It all depends one. on how the, how the hand plays out. I yeah. mean, you know. But I so mean, even if
1: you got one heart on the flop, I mean, you can't really think that you're going to get those runner runner
2: hearts every time. You know. No, no, no. You're not playing a hand to catch runner runner. Right. Yeah you 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 walk into runner runner. You don't play a hand to catch runner runner.
1: So he said that uh, the small blind, he thought, might run in a crazy bluff, but uh, he said the table was reasonably soft, so I didn't think he would take an overly risky line of play against me. Uh, so what happened was uh, the small blind check raised and uh, raised it to 24000 He said, so as soon as I saw that bet, I mucked my cards. So okay. he got away from this hand easily. Uh, the middle position player thought and called... The turn was the three of clubs, no help to anybody. Uh, the small blind went all in for the middle position uh, players remaining 52,000. And that middle position player instantly called and had pocket sixes. So he had hit a set So he had on the hit, flop. hit the set. But he was out the door because the small blind had pocket nines.
2: There you go. So it was
1: absolutely the right play. And he says, uh, I might have lost more chips in the past with this situation, usually by calling the flop and then folding to a turn bet. So I know lots of players would simply go all in on a flop thinking uh, they either that the small blind either had a draw or a marginal made hand that Ace Queen would beat. But uh, he, he saved
2: himself he, he saved himself about twenty thousand because if he had Smooth called the twenty four thousand raise from the small blind, as soon as the guy right after to act after him went all in, he would have known he was done already. So worst case in this thing for Jonathan was but he's talking about saving twenty thousand dollars, which was roughly about nine percent of his stack. Right. Uh, you know, his starting stack for that hand.
1: He said it's very important to make sure you've, you that you consistently fold reasonably strong hands when you are almost certainly crushed by your opponent's
2: range. And that is one of the toughest things that amateur players have. Right. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it, it, it's a problem that almost every poker player at one time or another has had. You know, when you're learning this game, sometimes even after you've learned it, uh, one of the toughest things is... If you have a player, you know, situations arise in, this, in these scenarios, Dave, that fool you, okay? Um, you know, I've seen people play slow play pocket aces. A raise has come into them. They haven't taken a raise. So now if 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 you had ace-queen in this scenario, and the flop comes ace-queen something, queen on the turn of the river, you never faced a raise. You didn't get raised after you bet on the flop, the turn, Okay and the queen pairs and you've got aces full, i mean queens full of aces uh, in this scenario like this and somebody goes all in after you, you know, it's going to become a snap call because you you're not putting somebody on those pocket aces because they didn't play the hand like they had pocket right. aces so you the, the person with the pocket aces has essentially trapped you okay now here's a scenario where you get into where you know two hearts come up on the board And the way the hand is played, and you've got maybe the king-high flush draw, flush draw gets there, and then you get raised, and you just don't want to believe that your opponent has the ace-high flush. And I guarantee you, most amateurs and a lot of seasoned players are going to lose their stack in that particular hand unless they know that player. Right. Unless they know that player would not make that move without having the absolute nuts. Okay. And so those are hands that as a top pro, it's hard as hell to get away from. But, you know, eventually with all your years of experience, you know, everything you've seen at a table, stunning your opponent, they're the one. That, that's when you see, that's why you know these are top players is they know to let these hands go. I actually saw a play, not to say similar to that, but it was an impressive play by the guy who would eventually become the champion at the Daytona PPC. And this young man, I was told before I I met him that he was a tremendous poker player. And let me tell you, he proved it to me with the hands that he let go that I'm not sure I would have been able to let them go. And he kept just impressing me, impressing me, impressing me. And, And like I said, for a man who started with the second shortest stack out of 34 players in the final day to win it, he played yeah, he played for the most driven. part flawless poker.
1: I guess that's as we wind things down here on the program, we're out of time, but uh, just wanted to ask you, are you able to uh learn things working this event? Now I know it's important for you to to, you know, greet people and, and make sure everyone's having a good time,
2: but are you able to get something out of it yourself? From a poker standpoint, yes. meaning from a playing poker standpoint? Yes. Well, be honest with you, watching this young man. I can't because I'm not hovering over the tables and watching how they play. And I'll give you another insight, Dave. This is what made it so impressive with this young man was I see a lot of bad poker playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who just, you know, have the money to keep rebuying. You know, I, sh- I know p- two or three people rebought six, seven times. Okay, they're trying to do the De- Daniel Negrano school of, of uh, buying into these tournaments. They right. see Daniel Negrano. They don't realize what a great player he is, and they just think they can go in with any two hands. Right. What I learned was watching a particular hand that he he never made a mistake. You know, he, he kept staring at the guy, and when the turn paired, the guy took a small okay. raise on him. He did that, and then an ace came. He laid down a very big hand, and the guy showed his hand, and he was beaten. So, well, I think yeah, you do learn a little important bit. It's for
1: you to have a good time, but I think also if you can take something away from
2: it, it's a big plus. I watch it when yeah. I know the players that I've asked the room managers who are the, probably good, at the good end of, local the end of pros, pros and who are the good local thing. pros, yeah, and exactly. I want to see how they play their hands, big Dave. Okay,
1: that's going to do it for the show tonight, uh, quick and succinct. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Brad Garrett interview and uh, uh, certainly uh, you know our look at some of the uh, events and strategies of the game. We'll be back next week with uh, another edition of the show. Uh, check us out on uh, Hold'em Radio Network. Uh, check that out, uh, holdemradio.com. Also uh, on uh, Stitcher Radio. Lots of stuff uh, coming around. Check us out, out on uh, iTunes or on our website at pokeractionline.com. We'll catch you next week. Geo. thank you again, as usual, for all your stuff, and we'll be back next week with another show. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.